0: Welcome to Stumbling Through Work, where educators figure shit out. I'm your host, Jerick Huff, and I'm here to explore and share the complexities of our work and to let you know you are not alone. Before we start, though, please follow this podcast and share episodes with others. You can find me on my website, www.jerickhuff.com, where you can find links to my social media and where I share information and tips for educators. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Hey team, do you ever feel like you have a crazy amount of workload? Does it ever feel like there's so much work to get done? And I hate using the expression, not enough hours in the day, but it definitely feels like that. Um, Does it ever feel like you have little control over your day? Um, I think when I was a director, I used to feel that way. Sometimes I feel that way now that I just I don't I have little control over my time um, because I have to deal with different events, crises, um, conflicts, different things that happen throughout the day. Um, I I do feel that 85 percent of a director's tasks are about 10 minutes or less. Which is crazy to think about that your day is filled with so many things that are under 10 minutes, 85%. That's not my number. It's a research number that 85% of your tasks are 10 minutes and under. And so it begs the question, where does your time go? I, I guess because within our workload, there's so many roles to juggle. It's like there's so much to do. We have to keep all of these balls in the air. We're just juggling, and there's a ball here, ball there, and we start off with two, then three, then we have seventeen. How do we decide? How do we decide which ball to drop, or just straight up not juggle them at all? I feel like I'm just full of questions today, but because think about it. When you're, when you're juggling all of these balls, when you have all of these hats that you're wearing, all of these responsibilities, you know, part of your job description, you are like an advocate for children. Um, you're an instructional curricula leader, an organizer. You do public relations. You're a healer, family counselor, because I think majority of us deal with people and their families and everything that's going on. You are an emergency bus driver or van driver. You are a glorified custodian, a maintenance worker, a tour guide. You're a staff cheerleader. You're a morale builder. That's all I can think of right now. It's like, damn, anything else? There are things that are not in your job description, though. And sometimes you have to help. Families, teachers, everybody kind of work through different forms of trauma that technically is not your job responsibility, but it feels that when we work in education specifically, um we have to be empathic, we have to be an all around for every single thing. It's almost like we have an invisible job description. I think that's the best way to say it as. There's a whole job description that's not on your paper that you sign when you start your job that you are responsible for. And there are times when with this invisible job description, we really do not feel adequately equipped for it. Um, There are times where I can say I've had classroom floods. Um, You lose power in the building. Um, The internet goes out. You have seven call outs it just feels like things that you're not prepared for. You're just like, oh shit. Now I got to deal with this. I mean, those things are minor. Unfortunately, we live in a world where there are lots of disasters, fires, natural disasters, school shootings. A lot of those things are things that we unfortunately have to think about today. Um, So I am thankful that I've never had to deal with those, but you know, walking into a classroom and the entire room is flooded, or the refrigerator goes out and you've lost all of your food and you're getting ready for breakfast in an hour and you're asking yourself, what the hell do I do? That is not in my job description. It is not in my job description to be trying to play plumber half the damn day. But it's part of our invisible job description that we have to do. And I just want to let all the directors know, all managers know, it's normal. You know, being a director, you have to accept feeling unprepared um, as your reality. It's fine. It's normal. You just have to move on to solve the challenges. It's okay to not have all the answers. There's nothing wrong with just not knowing. It's not always about not knowing. It's about what we do after. If I don't know something, I feel like, hence the name of the podcast, Stumbling Through Work, I just be making up shit half the time. I don't know what I'm talking about, and I don't even know why y'all listen to me to tell you the truth, because sometimes uh, I just feel like I'm just figuring shit out. I just go with the flow. I make the best logical decision at the time, and usually afterwards, that's when I'll go, oh, that was a really good decision, or when I'm self-reflecting, I'm like, that was not a good decision and don't ever do that one again. Um, but when I don't know something, I admit that I don't know it. And I will say, you know what, I'm not sure, but I am gonna step into a leadership role and say, this is what we're gonna do. And if it works out, I take responsibility, and if it doesn't work out, I take responsibility. Either way, I'm gonna do that. But there's so much of the day that's a part of our workload that we don't realize. So I think we have our official job description but then we have our invisible job description and that's why it feels like our workload can be unmanageable because we'll sit down and we'll try to plan out the day or we'll plan out our weeks and say okay I'm going to tackle this today I'm going to get this done I'm going to have this I have my uh, planner ready I have all my notes listed I have everything I mean for me I come prepared I have like my colored pens because I'm all about color on paper Um, I have, you know, my sticky notes, my everything, ruler, protractor, if I need it, I don't know what the hell I'm doing with a protractor, but I have one. I am ready for the day. And then all that invisible shit hits me. And I don't realize that that takes up a majority of my day. Then I'm going, what did I accomplish today? I haven't gotten anything done. My workload feels unmanageable. And it's normal to feel that way. And I don't want you feeling like it's not. And I think that's just a lesson, just in life in general, as well. There's a lot of things that we don't have on our list that we're prepared for that day or think we're going to have to deal with, and shit just happens. So we just figure this shit out. And with that being said, we'll be right back. I love sharing information with educators and program administrators. I have had so many successes, but also so many failures in my education tenure. I want leaders to know what not to do, but better than that, what to do. So I decided to write a helpful guide, Best Practices for Center, Program, and Activity Directors. It's short and to the point. It's a compass to guide education leaders. These best practices will give you a foundation to lead your school, program, or organization. You can find best practices for center, program, and activity directors by Jared Cuff on Amazon or Amazon Kindle. Welcome back. So this week, or last week, excuse me, last week and the week before, I've been working with a few managers on how to have appropriate conversations with staff and families. I think they, well, I don't think I know that they have good intentions. They just don't always come out in the best manner. Um, We have to be aware of the energy, the words, the way that we say things to people and how we want them to receive that information. Sometimes people just don't realize that what they say can be offensive. There are a myriad of ways to have conversations. One of the first ones I think everyone learns is the sandwich method. You know, you say something nice, then you kind of get to the real issue, and then you follow it it up with something nice again, so they don't feel the impact of it. Um, I think we all kind of learn that way. I'm not that way anymore. I'm a little more half sandwich. I'm more of, I'm going to start off nice. And then I kind of just go into it, but I'm always, you know, respectful and I don't finish with anything nice because I personally feel that when you do that, you kind of lessen the impact of what you're saying. Like if I was saying, oh, you know what? You're a really great manager. You have great skills, but we're also having a problem with the way that you talk with people. But it's really nice that you come to work every day. I don't know. I just made that shit up. But I feel like when you throw in that last little up again, I mean, I get why to do it. Um, It kind of took out of the it took away from the issue in the middle instead of just me going, okay, I think you're doing a really great job. But here's a serious issue that we really need to talk about. And then I kind of go into it. That's how I look at it. But everyone starts with the sandwich method. We all have to learn from somewhere. When we have these conversations, when we are talking to families, when we're talking to staff, a really big question, I told you guys I'm really into questions today. How do we determine what's professional? Like who says this is professional? I mean, I may want to say, you know what? You're not shit. Can I say that? No, because it's not professional, even though that's may how that may be how I feel. Even though I feel that way, I can't say it. So, what are these rules that we operate in our lives of professionalism and what's not professionalism? Let me tell you a story. So, this was a couple of years ago when I was a director, and I had a parent come to me. Um, it was this lady, this mom, and she said, Excuse me, Mr. Jerick, there's something I want to talk to you about. And I was like, Okay, yeah. I was really into the conversation. You know, I had to squint with the eyes, had the eyebrow up like I was really focused. Like, OK, what is she about to tell me? And she's like, well, I was talking to Miss. Let's just call her Shanice for the sake of the conversation, because I'm not going to divulge her name. Well, I was talking to Miss Shanice and she said that, um, well, she said something that made me uncomfortable. So we know what she said. She said, well, I asked her how her day was and she said, oh, it's going well. I mean, I have a little bit of anal bleeding, but you know, it's okay. I'm managing it. Now pause. Years later telling the story, it's still funny. Um, you guys are probably laughing hearing it, but if you were there and seeing how uncomfortable this mom was to tell me it it was uncomfortable, not because she had to say anal bleeding. It was uncomfortable because she was realizing she just hadn't, she just had a conversation with another adult and that's what came out. And, um, it, it was, it really was funny at the moment, but I had to be professional. So I had to, Oh, so, you know, back to unpause play. And she says, it wasn't that it bothered me. It it was that, you know, some of the children could have heard her or I just think it was weird. It was, first I admit, now you've made me and this lady's conversation very awkward. So I said, okay, um, well, thank you for letting me know. And, um, you know, have a good day, whatever it was I said. Blah, blah, blah. So when I have conversations with staff members, I would always bring in a witness because you always want to have another person in the room when it's a serious conversation. So I pulled in my assistant director and I said, hey, let me tell you what so-and-so's mom just said about Miss Shanice. And my assistant assistant director's response was something that was similar to mine. So I said, we got to talk to her. So we pulled her in. Come on in, Miss Shanice. Come on in. So we had someone going to class and got her coming to my office. And so it was the three of us. And she's like, hey, how, how, how are you doing? How's everything going? I was like, fine. I said, well, there's something that I want to speak with you about. And I did it in my professional way. I was like, well, I had a concern from my parent about an inappropriate conversation. She looked baffled. She's like, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, um, I spoke with a parent and she was telling me that, you know, she was asking you how your day was and you were letting her know about your anal bleeding and she feels that that wasn't acceptable. And you know, this woman, grown, wasn't like a child. This was a grown woman who loved to remind me that she's been doing this for 21 years. Sidebar, anytime someone tells me the amount of time or years they've been doing something, they're not a good fit, but that's another conversation. This woman looked at me and said, I don't understand what the problem is and was dead serious. So this was one of those moments where I said, okay, Jarek, you have to dig a little deeper. So I said, well, she felt that, you know, referring to your anus and the fact that I had to keep saying it, I'm like, "The the fact that you're referring to your anus is a problem. And she's like, well, she asked me how I was and I told her how I was. Felt like I was talking to an eight-year-old. I was like, okay, she's not getting it. Well, there are conversations that we want to have with our parents, but you know what? There I I understand that that is something that you are going through. But you know, we want to do pleasantries with parents when they ask us how we're doing is not about us, it's about them. It's about us figuring out how their day is so that we'll know how that child's morning is going. So we'll be best suited to help them with their needs see how i did that see you guys i am professional and she looked at me and she goes well i don't understand why she asked me if she really just didn't want to know i swear y'all this woman could not get it like in her brain so i'm looking at my assistant director and she's looking at me and she's just like what the fill in the blank so i was like okay miss shanice i almost said her name i was like okay miss shanice Um, that's just a conversation that we don't want to have because she was just not getting it. So at this point I just had to be, it is what it is. Like, I'm not about to, I'm not about to sit here and play these games with you. Okay. That conversation was inappropriate and we don't need to have that type of conversation going forward. Okay, great. Got it. Not a problem. She was good. Went on about her way. (sighs) About a week later, have another conversation with another parent. Excuse me. Mr. Jarrett I just had a conversation with Miss Shanice I'm like oh like what is happening now like there is no way she is still telling people about this anal bleeding she is not no now she is telling parents about her husband's diabetes and the possibility of him losing his toes what the hell So, okay, I am so, I apologize about those conversations. I know that's not how you want to start your day off. And I totally empathize with you. And I will speak with Ms. Shanice about that. Thanks. See, did the professional thing again. Ms. Shanice, let me pull you again. And let me tell you, I had to tell my assistant director, like, okay, girl, we having another conversation. Do you know when I pulled her in my office, she had the tenacity to be like, what am I in here for? (laughs) She had an attitude, but I had to be professional. So, <laughs> so I said, <laughs> "Sorry." <laughs> oh shit! So <laughs> I've been keeping a straight face this whole time. So I said, "Miss um, Shanice, we've had another." Com- I mean, she really had an attitude. I said, "We've had another." parent concern about another inappropriate conversation she yet again did not understand she like what well, she asked me how I was doing and I was telling about my husband and his diabetes like she really meant it like she was not wrong and she could not for the love of god understand why we were having this conversation with her and i bet you in 2023 in march of the year she still does not understand why we had this conversation I bet you she did not because she stood on that 10 toes down that she was professional, that she was correct and nobody was changing her mind. And that was one of those situations where I was just like, you're not going to do this. Keep anything about you or your family in your personal life to yourself. I need you to understand that that is not what these families want when they are dropping off to hear about you and your family problems. Come on, lady. Like, let's get it. And I remember after she left, with an attitude, I looked at my assistant director and I was like, "Am I crazy? Like, is it me? Am am I off?" And she was like, "No." I was. Like, I just want to make sure that me and you, or you and I, are on the same page. She's like, "No, that was some weird shit." I was like, "Okay." Luckily, I had never heard another thing. I think she got it after that time, but people just sometimes don't. Realize that their conversations are, you know, inappropriate. And I'm hoping that you listeners will be with me and say that I was correct and that that was an inappropriate conversation. That's how I feel, and I hope you guys are with me on that one. Last week, I did a blog post about delegating and how I think it's one of the most important tasks that a director can do. Directors have this thing where there's so much to do, as we were talking about workloads earlier, and it's impossible to do everything. We try to do everything. We want to be involved in everything, but it is impossible. We have to be able to delegate and delegating is a tricky situation that you have to figure out because delegating consists of figuring out what you can do, what you have time to do, what you need to do what you can give to someone else, but also the things that you're giving to someone else, are they reasonable tasks for other people to do? Do they have the capability of doing those things? Delegating is difficult. So go back and read my blog post about delegating and how to do it and why it's important. But other than that, I want you all to have an amazing week this week. I know we have talked about interesting teacher conversations, but also about trying to balance out your workload, trying to understand what your job description is, and then kind of your invisible job description is. So balance those out for the week. And other than that, I'll see you next time. That's it for today. If you like this episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating, review, and subscribe to the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can visit my website, which is in the show notes, to contact me. And I hope you have a great rest of your week and speak to you all soon.